in-depth conversations, matchup breakdowns, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. What up? Fourth down in the Steel City. You know why I'm so chipper, Colin? Tell me. The Steelers didn't lose this weekend. Yay! There we go. That's like a... That's not even a dad joke. That's an elementary school joke. But or it's now the time where I come in and say, but they didn't play, Adam. Zero and zero this weekend, Colin. And as far as I know, nobody got arrested. So... A quality weekend for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Maybe things are about to get even better. No, they haven't fired Matt Canada. But maybe, just maybe, Matt Canada's future replacement is on the market. Frank Reich fired by the Indianapolis Colts. Colin, you're itching to talk about it. What say you? I'd love for Frank Reich to be the next offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers. What gives anybody any inclination, though, that <laughs> any team that's looking for an offensive coordinator, and there will be more than one at the end of this year, or maybe even in the middle portion of this year, although if he's a head coach, he's probably just going to take time off, sit on that money, and then let it all shuffle out going into next year. What makes anybody think or gives anybody any inclination that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to outbid somebody? Yeah, you probably shouldn't think that that's going to happen, but I will say that the two best coaches, the three best coaches really, going back a couple decades for the Pittsburgh Steelers have been former head coaches. Dick LeBeau, your defensive coordinator, a disastrous tenure in Cincinnati, so didn't really have to outbid anybody there. And then you look at Todd Haley, who was a head coach in Kansas City, and Mike Munchak, who was a wonderful offensive line coach here in Pittsburgh, was the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. So there is some precedent, but you want to talk about breaking the mold. We heard it from Aditi Kinkabala not long ago. This isn't your grandfather's Steelers. Okay, Art Rooney II, open up the checkbook. You've got the money. I don't think it will happen, Colin, because I think you're right, but if it's not your grandfather's Pittsburgh Steelers, a good place to start is spending money on a premium coaching position. You know what I'm not even convinced of? I'm not even convinced of Matt Canada being fired. Uh until I see it, I don't believe it. I'm not convinced of that. I'm not convinced that Mike Tomlin wants to uproot anything, even at the end of this year, even if it continues disastrous, honestly. Well, let me ask you this then, because we've talked about Mike Tomlin for a long time on the show and the way things have trended. It's been bad. You brought up the topic on Friday's Fan Morning Show. How many coaches have won three playoff games in 12 years and not been fired. Mike Tomlin, three playoff games, 12 years, still around. Right. If Mike Tomlin were to walk into Art Rooney II's office at the end of the season and say, Art, I think that I would like to keep Matt Canada on board as OC. I think Art Rooney II should whack him upside the head and say, okay, you're gone. Are you there if Mike Tomlin says, Matt Canada, you're sticking around? Yeah, but we don't function like Art Rooney. Art Rooney will say, you know what's best for the football product and this football team. You know what's best to try to propel yourself to as many wins as possible. 
I'm a guy in the boardroom. I'm a guy that owns a team that tries to cut deals for stadium naming rights, that tries to deal with city council and things like that. <clears throat> Absolutely, positively, we're in it every year outside of one for the most part with you at the helm. Sure. Yeah, you do what you need to do. Yeah, Matt Canada stays. Matt, this is a guy who has gone on the record before and said, we need to run the football more with more volume and more effectively in in Art Rooney, the second. And then they did exactly what they wanted to do, which was a, a bit of the difference, a bit of the opposite on offense right away, right after he made those comments. He doesn't hold weight in terms of on-field football decisions or football um, diagnosing football problems and then pushing into practice things that are going to fix them. It's just Mike Tomlin doesn't listen to him in that realm. Well, a wonderful thing would be you say that that's the way he would talk to Mike Tomlin, and I don't disagree with you. It would be nice if the guy that he just hired out of Philadelphia, Andy Weidel, if he looked at him the same way and said, you know what's best for the football product, you know what's best for this organization, and you can tell Mike Tomlin what to do. They're not going to do that, but they need to. And Colin, I'm convinced you know what's better for the Steelers right now. If Mike Tomlin's refusing to fire Matt Canada, and he is, and there is a strong chance he keeps him at the end of the year, then you and me know better than him today. I, I'm totally with you, uh, but I won't believe it until I see it with Matt Canada. The Frank Reich stuff does, though, it intrigues the heck out of me. Because if you're Frank Reich, why would you jump into, and you know, it's a, it's a flavor of the day, right? Okay, Pittsburgh Steelers, fire Matt Canada, get him. It's, why would you limit yourself if you're Frank Reich? Why would you say, okay, I'll go work for the Pittsburgh Steelers? You wait, maybe somebody doesn't want to come back. Maybe somebody's contract's not renewed. Maybe somebody has an absolute nosedive over the last eight games of the season or whatever's left, and a better job. Like, this notion, and this is what's skewed, I think, here in Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh Steelers don't necessarily have the best coaching jobs anymore. People see that logo, and they see that that symbol, and they hear Pittsburgh. It doesn't carry the prestige that it once had. If another offensive coordinator coaching job comes open, another one might be better. That team may have done more in the last decade. Well, and I love my man Chris Muller from the PM team on 93.7 The Fan. He said that working with a young Kenny Pickett might be a selling point. I don't think so. What, about, I, I, what if Jordan Love's job comes open? See, that's not a selling point for me either. If I had and, and listen, if you're getting if you're being brought into a situation, more often than not, it's not going to be a great situation. That's why the previous guy got hired. But what if Luke Getzey gets a head coaching job and he get to work with Justin Fields? See, that's more of one for me. Like I think Justin Fields is at the very least further ahead in his development. He's also the more talented player. So I'm I would be okay with that. I don't think that working with a young quarterback is necessarily this great selling point, though. Like I'd already, I'd rather have a ready-made quarterback at my disposal than a guy that is working with a young player. I wouldn't want to work with a young player that way. I don't. Well, yeah, it's a risk. It's definitely a risky endeavor. What if you? I don't think it's a selling point, though. It's not a selling point, but you could potentially propel yourself into another head coaching job if you want to do that and take a. And you only got to be good a couple years doing that. If that's you, true, 
you know, if, they, if that's what he truly wants to do. I just, I think that Steeler fans are still skewed as if to think, it's almost like thinking like a Pontiac's a great car because it once was. Well, not anymore. Like, well, go on. It, it just, because it had that name and because it was here for a long time and because it was that, or, you know, there's better examples I'm sure out there, but I don't want to offend anybody, but because it had that lasting sort of heritage or whatever, it's just, it's not anymore. And yeah. other, other people have overtaken it. People and refuse I, to believe that like that other models are better. Yeah. And I do wonder, there's no question about it, a deterioration of the product and the name and the brand of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I wonder what would be, and they're going to obviously tie together, but I wonder what would be less the selling point, that it's the Pittsburgh Steelers or that you have to work with Kenny Pickett. Like, I think you might get a good idea of how the rest of the league feels about the Steelers' quarterback choice based on who their next offensive coordinator is. Well, like, who wants to take a bet on that guy? Or their running back. You know what I was looking up for today or for tomorrow's show? I mean, what if people look at what if people look at their running back and they say, I don't I don't think he can get me to where I need to be. Yeah. Oh, so you're married to that guy? You're married to Najee Harris? You want to keep playing him? I don't want to come in there and be stapled to a guy that's not a good player. I think you're right. Like I was I was looking this up for tomorrow and I we'll use it here too, but you know, the perfect blueprint for how to succeed with a young quarterback or a limited quarterback is what's happening right now in Seattle. Geno Smith has thrown the ball 44 times in a game once this year. Apart from that, he's only thrown the ball 30 plus times three times. He's averaging 33 throws per game. That is nothing by today's NFL standards. And you'll look and you'll see a lot of 27s. You'll see a lot of 25s. You'll also see Kenneth Walker, the running back from Michigan State, who was wonderful last year who's averaging 5.1 yards per carry. Like, that's what the Steelers' offense needs to be. That's what Bill Cowher talked about two weeks ago. It's not going to be like 2004 where it's going to be 18 to 20 throws a game. Kenny Pickett should be throwing it 30-some-odd times a game. You should be able to run the ball. And the fact that they can't run the ball is a function of that massive swing and miss of a pick that Najee Harris was. I'm with you. I watched Geno Smith, and I don't think he's great, but what he is is 12 or 18 at halftime all the time. All the time. Right. All the time. And he's not lighting the world on fire, but, I mean, he's going to be the comeback player of the year. I think he was the NFC Offensive Player of the Month, that guy was. So there's a recipe there for success. Cincinnati's offense has struggled all year long. All of a sudden, they lose Jamar Chase. Joe Mixon plays like the Joe Mixon of old, and you put up a million points in a game. We'll have to see if that continues. But even in a passing league, running the ball is paramount to success, especially if you've got a mediocre quarterback like Seattle does or you've got an awful offensive line like Cincinnati does. Hmm, what do the Steelers have? A young quarterback that's maybe, maybe mediocre right now, and they have a bad offensive line. That's a joke. Up next, we're going to talk about the Chicago Bears oh, and what, yes. that, what their game this weekend had me thinking about for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's fourth down in the Steel City. <laughs> 